today on Spiritual Awakening Radio. Readings and commentary based on the book Spiritual Gems by Huzur Baba Sawan Singh. This is program number 649 in the HealthyLife.net CHSR series. My name is James Bean. Hazur Baba Sawan Singh was born during the year 1858 and passed on in 1948 and was known as the Great Master. He was a spiritual successor and disciple of Baba Jamal Singh, who in turn was a successor of Sant Radhaswami Sahib, also known as Swamiji Maharaj. The importance of spiritual gems is that here we have a spiritual master who is a successor of a successor of Sant Radhaswami Sahib of the Sant Mat tradition, who looked to the West, had a major following, had some of the very first initiates, the first satsangis, the first disciples in the Western world, in the United States, in Canada, also Europe, and communicated with them about this path of the masters this beautiful collection of letters known as spiritual gems represents some of that correspondence with some of the first initiates of Saint Mat in North America and Europe. I'll provide some background, but I just want to jump right in as I usually do at the very beginning of the program and get to the good stuff, get to the spiritual riches, the spiritual wisdom. This is letter number 151 of Spiritual Gems by Huzura Baba Sawan Singh. The truth lies within you, within everybody. Without that truth, we could not live for a second. Just as the sun is in the sky, but its rays illuminate the earth, similarly, truth is within us, in the brain, behind the eye focus, but its rays activate the entire body. If we could hold our attention in the eye focus, our attention would then be able to grasp the truth. So long as the attention is scattered in the body, or out of the body in the world outside, our face is turned away from truth. No matter how much progress, individual or national, we might make in the outside world, we are not a jot nearer the truth. The mind will remain dissatisfied. It will still be feeling the want of something. When the scattered attention will be withdrawn from the outside world to within the body, and then from the body to the eye focus, our attention with the outer world and the body will have been cut off for the time being. Then the attention will be able to grasp the truth, which is vibrating within us and is self-luminous and audible as the sound current. The truth has been with us always, has been within us always. It is present in the teacher as well as in the student. The only difference between the teacher and the student is that the teacher has, by concentrating his attention, 
established his connection with truth and studied it, while the student is yet disconnected. The teacher is to point out the way and guide, while the student is to work diligently with longing. People spend years in schools and universities to study a limited number of subjects, and even then are picking pebbles on the seashore. You are going to study the self and its relation to the grand truth. You are to isolate the self from the mind and matter, and then trace it to the source of all. It is comparatively a difficult subject. Implicit faith in the guide or teacher and longing as of a lover when he is out to meet his beloved are prerequisites on this path. And where there is a will, there is a way. You are welcome to study this subject. Meat, eggs, and alcoholic drinks are prohibited. An interesting letter of Hazur Baba Sawan Singh that ended on a vegetarian note. So I will read letter number 170 next since that addresses the subject of vegetarianism. And let me just say that anyone who claims to be the reincarnation of Sawan Singh won't be arguing with his own self about the reasons for having to follow a vegetarian diet, since Hazur Baba Sawan Singh was very clearly on record as being an advocate of vegetarianism, not just for reasons of fashion or culture, but spiritual reasons pertaining to ahimsa and spiritual growth. Letter number 170, Sawan Singh. I never gave permission to anyone to eat meat in my life. A mother does not administer poison to her own children. In R.S. faith or the Radhaswami faith, animal food cannot be allowed under any conditions. It hardens the heart and makes the soul dull and heavy. Those who have been accustomed to mediumistic work must give it up and if they take pains with the exercises, they will surely give up those practices. The trouble is that they do not attend properly to their devotional exercises, or they would willingly give up both mediumistic practices and animal food. The ideals of the Radhaswami faith are very high and are free from every sort of selfishness and hypocrisy. If these things exist in any mind, then it may be concluded that the Radhaswami faith has not touched it as yet. Those who enjoy the real spiritual pleasures would never care for those other things. He who follows the dictates of his own mind and does not go to the master for spiritual help causes much loss to himself. At the same time, we explain the trance and mediumistic practices must be avoided. Here, Hazur Baba Sawan Singh is contending with some New Age practices of his day. Spiritualism was very popular, trans channeling, that sort of thing. I suppose if he had some new initiates who still were clinging to some of these practices popular these days, 
he might be saying conspiracy theories won't advance you spiritually or caring about aliens or whatever it might be it's not going to help you spiritually just stop paying attention to that stuff and of course media mystic works in channeling or focusing on ghosts and that sort of thing that's very lower astral bad astral neighborhood kind of stuff and so the idea is to focus on the third eye center focus on God and focus on the higher regions, the God planes, you know, Sat Log, Sat Chkand, Radhaswami Dham. This is not an astral path. So he was contending with uh, trying to wean some of his disciples away from their old uh, practices and their former diet, hopefully former diet, and get them to follow the path of the Masters. Same as it ever was, you know. Some of the same issues are still very much with us these days. The same attachments and struggles. The same need to give up old practices and truly see, appreciate, and learn the path of the Masters. Letter number one of Spiritual Gems. Sant Mat was spread in the Punjab by Guru Nanak Sahib and subsequently by Baba Jamal Singh Ji. Every single line of the Granth Sahib or Sikh scriptures insists upon going in and contacting Nam. But you will find very few Mahatmas even who really go within. Although I was born in a Sikh family, and at the age of 10 read the Guru Granth Sahib and afterwards was intimately associated with Sikh religious preachers. Yet, whenever I read the Gurbani or Granth Sahib, it struck a strange note in my heart. When I put searching questions to preachers, none of them could give me a satisfactory explanation. Gurmat or Santmat is above religions, for a long time I associated with Baba Kahan. He usually remained in an ecstatic condition, which he developed after 14 years of persistent and vigorous practice. I associated with him for several months, and during that time he showed supernatural powers on several occasions. When I asked him if he would shower grace upon me by initiating me, he answered, No, he is somebody else. I do not have your share. I then asked him to tell me who that person was so that I could contact him. He replied, when the time comes, he will himself find you. When I was at the Murray Hills and in charge of water supply works, my house was near a Dharamsala, a free rest house where sadhus, mahatmas, and others going on their way to the pilgrimage of Amarnath in Kashmir would often stay. And I had the opportunity of talking to them and discussing religious and spiritual problems with them. 
In those days, Babaji, Baba Jamal Singh, a disciple and successor of Sant Radhaswami Sahib, or Swamiji Maharaj, came to Murray and put up in the Gudwara, a Sikh, a Sikh temple. He held satsang from the Granth Sahib and created quite a stir by his novel, or what seemed to be novel, interpretation of the Granth Sahib, or Sikh scriptures. This was brought to my notice, too. One man said that he offers as prashad what is left in the plate after eating. Another told me that he puts musical instruments in the heads of people. I promptly pulled him up and said, I am an engineer, and I know it's not possible to put any musical instrument in the head of a person. On the fourth day, I went to attend satsang. Babaji, or in other words, Baba Jamal Singh, was at that time explaining the meaning of Japji Sahib, the morning prayer of Guru Nanak in the Sikh scriptures. Well, I started my volley of questions, so much so that the audience got tired and began to feel restless. The sacred book Sarbachan was lying there, and I objected to the name Radhaswami. And Babaji explained from the book itself what Radhaswami means. Radha is the name for the first or primal soul. Swami means the original Shabd, or sound of the real home. Now, he wanted to point out the way, but I had read Vedanta. When I read the Gurbani, my opinion was different. When I read the Gita, my opinion was again different, etc. And I was unable to come to a decision. At last, I applied for eight days' leave to enable me to study the teachings of Babaji. He advised me to read Kabir Sahib's Anurag Sagar. I immediately ordered eight copies of this book from Bombay so that I could also give some to my friends, Babu Hari Ram, Galab Singh, and others, to read and comment on it. After several conferences with Babaji, or Baba Jamal Singh in other words, I was thoroughly convinced and received initiation from him on the 15th day of October, 18. 18- 94. A beautiful letter describing Huzur Baba Sawan Singh meeting his spiritual master, Baba Jamal Singh, and learning from him, learning something new learning about the path of the masters. And I do take note of the reference to the Anurag Sagar, that that was a very important text for Hazur Baba Sawan Singh. It's a very central classic scripture or text of the Sant tradition of India and remains so to this day. of December 1903, Baba Jamal Singh Ji Maharaj left his physical form. After bestowing the spiritual work upon Baba Sawan Singh, in other words, 
Samhain Singhji became the greatest Gurmukh disciple and was chosen to be Baba Jamal Singh's spiritual successor. Hazura Samhain came to live in the Dira upon his retirement in 1911, upon his retirement in 1911, when he then gave all his time to the spiritual work. Whoever wanted the truth came to him and gained the priceless boon, no matter to what religion he had belonged. All were endowed with the riches of spirituality. Hazur unfolded the divine mysteries with such an easy and facile grace that his words went home and penetrated deep down into the hearts and made an everlasting impression. That's a reading from a book called The Way of the Saints. From chapter one of that book, which is titled The Life and Teachings of Baba Sawan Singh Ji. If you'd like to read that chapter to get the full background story about Hazur Baba Sawan Singh becoming a disciple of Baba Jamal Singh and eventually his spiritual successor, that is an online book, as is the great collection of letters from Sawan Singh known as Spiritual Gems. I can send you links to both of those books. I'll give you my email address and a text message number. When contacting me, just mention you'd like a copy of The Way of the Saints and Spiritual Gems. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com, or send a text message to this number, 508-603-9381. After the break, many more letters from the Master. Letters from Hazur Baba Sawan Singh to some of those Western disciples, satsangis, initiates. And we'll delve into the subjects that they then and we often now contend with. Because we have a background in Christianity or some have a, a New Age orientation or have been involved in the past with intoxicants and come with their meat diet and old recipes and have a lot to unlearn, have some new recipes to learn and some new teachings to explore and indeed an entire new universe within to explore once we reach the third eye center and make our own journey within discovering worlds of love, light, and sound on the inside. And so the job of the Satguru is to extricate the disciple from these old attachments, astral attachments, fleshly attachments, and false impressions, and introduce them to this glorious path of the Masters, weaning them off of the old, introducing them to the new. And many of those same issues are still with us, those same patterns of learning and unlearning, giving up the old, discovering the new, that pattern remains alive and well in each and every generation of time. Other issues satsangis might have to face is 
the distance involved is it easy to get initiated or does one have to be the owner of a business in a higher tax bracket in order to afford to fly or travel very far distances in order to access options like attending spiritual retreats or becoming an initiate to attend to attend an initiation and so on also the language barrier are there enough teachings translated into the English language so that each and every week there's always something new to be inspired by, to be motivated to stay with our meditation practice. So the language barrier is also an issue for some. We'll delve into all of those topics and much more. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more after this break. Spiritual Awakening Radio. Letters from Hazur Baba Sawan Singh from the book Spiritual Gems. One of my favorite letters is number 152. I assure you that I do not mean to neglect any of our American satsangis. I think I answered your last letter. It may have gone astray, but in any case, you should write to me every few months and give full account of your progress and ask any questions you may wish to ask. I shall be glad to hear of your inner progress on the path. No doubt you are making some headway, and I am anxious to see you go inside truly and find the great light and joy which awaits you there. There is nothing equal to this way, and it gives more real joy and satisfaction than all else in the world. But to get that, you have to go inside. It cannot be realized outside. All the world is seeking it in books, holy places, and association with people, but it has to be found inside. That is gained by steadfast meditation and holding your attention in the eye focus without wavering. When you learn to do this, the treasure which is yours already will come into conscious possession and you will realize more than you can dream of. Let nothing stop or hinder you. Let no earthly obstacles stand in your way of going inside. Set your mind steadfastly upon that and make all else subordinate to that. And other things will melt away and leave you free. I am well aware that you have struggles. You have some things within yourself to overcome and some things outside of yourself which must be surmounted. But you can do it. If you have full confidence in the inner master, he will always help you. And often, when you find the difficulties greatest and the hour darkest, the light will appear and you will see that you are free. Let nothing discourage you. This is no light proposition. But you're getting nom means more than if you had inherited a million dollars or many millions. You are one of the lucky sons of Sat Parush, and he has chosen you to get Nam. 
and go with the master to Sach Khand. You, much, you, you must reach there. Nothing can prevent you, but you can hasten the progress or retard it as you like. Do your utmost now to remove all obstacles, within and without yourself, and then sit as many hours as you possibly can. Hold your attention fixed at the focus, not allowing the mind to run away or to waver in the least. If the mind runs away, bring it back instantly and hold it at the focus. By and by, if your attention is steadfast, you will see a blue sky and the stars and suns and moon, and then you will see the great jote, the thousand-petaled lotus, and the master's radiant form. You must see these things, look steadily for them, and permit no doubt or question to enter your mind, it is certain. When you have entered the first region, you will get the full benefit of the sound current. It will come to you, clear and sweet, and its music will fill you with joy, and that of itself will enable you to overcome all your remaining difficulties and weaknesses. That is the one thing that makes you strong against all foes and makes your victory absolutely certain. With the melodious sounds ringing in your ears, your success is absolutely certain. You must reach the supreme goal in due time. Some reach it sooner, others later, according to their own individual efforts and the karma they have to overcome, but you should not have a long battle. You have already overcome much and the inner master is always with you, eagerly waiting for your arrival at the gates within to receive and welcome you. When you meet him inside and talk to him face to face as man to man, then he will always be ready to answer all your questions and to guide you all along the path. He is there now, but you cannot see him until you remove the intervening curtains but you can easily do that. Go ahead and do it. Great will be your reward. Regarding the hearing of the sound current, it is a matter of steadfast, fixed attention and perfect concentration. When you have attained that, you may be sure you will hear the perfect sound current. The real shabd is heard only after reaching Sahans Dal Kanwal. Before that, you get only a feeble reflection of it. Go on until you hear the perfect bell sound, clear and sweet and most delightful. Only when concentration is perfect will you hear it. Do not be discouraged. The treasure of initiation cannot be wholly taken from the disciple. He can never lose it for all time. It is there, and he will come back to the path in the next life or as the Master wishes. The master who gives the initiation must take care of him or her and must deliver the disciple at last in such Khand. A saint usually does not compel his disciples to return to this world for another incarnation. But in some cases, such as the one you refer to, the disciples may be brought back here for another birth in order to give them a better position on the path. Then they will readily rise above all this downward pull. Be sure that the Master never wants to leave his disciples, and he never does leave them, even though they may leave him. 
A wandering child is still the child of his father, and is always loved and taken care of, even though he brings suffering upon himself by his own conduct. We are expecting much from America. The average person in America is much nearer to this teaching than in any portion of Europe. The day will come when your people will turn to Saint-Mont. Someday the great work there will assume much larger proportions. You may look confidently for it in your own time. Be ready for it. And that was letter 153 from Spiritual Gems. Letter 152 and letter 153 from Spiritual Gems, a collection of letters from Hazura Baba Sawan Singh. After the break, there are some parts of those letters I wish to comment upon. And we'll do so after these messages. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more coming up. Some commentary on letters 152 and 153 from the book Spiritual Gems, Letters of Hazura Baba Sawan Singh, the focus of today's satsang edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio. Some amazing sentences are found in these two letters by Hazura Baba Sawan Singh. In one place he says, No doubt you are making some headway, and I am anxious to see you go inside, truly, and find the great light and joy which awaits you there. At the time he was writing that letter, a few thousand miles to the west, at a place called Nag Hammadi in Egypt, the Gnostic Gospels were in the process of being discovered, the Nag Hammadi Library. And in one of those books, a Gnostic Gospel about James the Just, there is a saying attributed to Jesus that goes like this, Understand what the great light is. That term, great light, is also used in other Western mystical literature and Gnostic Gospels, Gospel writings. So when I see here Sawan Singh using that term, great light, it catches my eye. It really does. Hazur Baba Sawan Singh wrote, I assure you that I do not mean to neglect any of our American satsangis. I think I answered your last letter. It may have gone astray, but in any case, you should write to me every few months and give full account of your progress and ask any questions you may wish to ask. So his disciples were able to write to him and were encouraged to write to him every few months, and they would get their letters read and would get real replies back. That's communication with a living master who is mentoring you. 
actual communication. And that is so vital, that is so important to have that actual access. To be able to ask any question you like and have an ongoing dialogue, personal and direct dialogue with a master. That is such a vital thing. Otherwise, we could just read the Gita, right? Or the Adi Granth, or open up a fortune cookie. You know, the whole point of the path of the masters is being mentored by a living master. Sawan Singh said, We are expecting much from America. The average person in America is much nearer to this teaching than in any portion of Europe. The day will come when your people will turn to Sant Mat. Someday the great work there will assume much larger proportions. A bit of a prophecy on the part of Sawan Singh, the seeds of which have been sown but have yet to be fully realized. Quite fascinating, this emphasis on, on a positive future for Sant Mat in America. Thus I, I ponder about various issues that need to be overcome. Communication with a living master by way of letter, if not Skype or email in some cases, certainly by letter, that is a real communication by letter is a beautiful thing. Not being told that there are no personal interviews, thank you very much, leading one to the fortune cookie or, you know, opening up the Gita or something like that. There should indeed be personal interviews and letters which are read. Another key point I always like emphasizing is that Sant in America is not a path only for the affluent. The Sant tradition of India is a charming combination of rebellion against the caste system by those lower castes seeking a better lot in life, combined with inner light and sound meditation and bhakti. The masters have always been egalitarian and inclusive. Jesus and the Samaritans, all of those sant movements in India in their rebellion against the caste system. Santmat is a path for rich and poor, people who live near and far, male or female, whatever their gender, whatever their religious background, race, whatever their tax bracket happens to be. The path is open to anyone ready for it. So it's very important that Sant Mod is not a path for the affluent only. Business owners who have disposable income and can just spend thousands of dollars flying to the other side of the planet, spending hundreds of dollars a day at a hotel in order to attend a retreat or initiation. I believe very much in a Sant Mod in America that is the same as it is in India for the average person, rich or poor. I side with the single mom from Wisconsin or 
the homeless person in Hempstead, New York, or anybody anywhere interested in this path, whether they have disposable income or not, that they might have a pathway to initiation. I'm all in favor of that, making that happen, so that Sant Mat is not a path for the affluent in America. It certainly is not a path for the rich in India, and must always maintain egalitarian roots, an egalitarian spirit, inclusive of all. Whether you have frequent flyer miles or not. After the break, I want to delve into other questions about barriers and access and who's able to join the inner circle or not. The language barrier, the Hindi curtain, the Hindi veil, material in English, access to the teachings. I want to talk more about access to the teachings on the part of anyone, rich or poor, wherever they happen to live in the world. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. Stay tuned for more after this break. You're hearing Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. Wrapping up some thoughts, some commentary on letters 152 and 153 of Spiritual Gems. An amazing collection of letters by Hazur Baba Sawan Singh. Some of those letters are to some of the first Santmat initiates, the first disciples, the first satsangis in North America many decades ago. Addressing the concept of Sant-Mat in America, the path of the masters in America. The term Sant-Mat means path of the masters, teachings of the saints or way of the saints. The teachings of the saints or Sant-Sat-Gurus, the masters. We talked a little bit about the egalitarian spirit of traditional Sant-Mat, a rebellion against the caste system, welcoming in more people, rich or poor, from any race, male or female, any gender, actually, and welcoming them in. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear, no matter what tax bracket you're in. I think it is important that anyone, if they can, of course, fly to India, that's cool, that's great. But if they can't, it's vital that there is a way for them to be initiated into the meditation practice with a representative acting on behalf of a master carrying out that initiation, or even a Skype initiation via the web or phone some way, some pathway, so that anyone ready who qualifies can be initiated in the path, whether they can afford to go to India or some faraway location or not. 
so that Saint-Mat in America is not a path for the affluent only. Another area, the language barrier. In the Sikh community, there is constant recitation of the Adi Granth, the Sikh scriptures. Now, the role of the Sikh scriptures, the recitation of sacred texts of the masters, is not merely based on intellectual learning about chakras and inner realms, that sort of thing. Rather, it's serving the role of inspiration and motivation, a daily, a weekly, a regular, ongoing reminder to inspire people to meditate, to repeat the names of God, to do Simran and to be on the path, to stay on the path. So that's the real role of the recitation of the written word. Books like the Adi Granth, or it might be Kabir, or it could be Spiritual Gems by Sawan Singh. So it's vital that there are always teachings in English. And some have bumped up against the language barrier. They speak English, they read English, they don't know Hindi. And so it's vital that there's always material being translated into English, not just for reasons that historians would care about. I have a historian interest in researching the history of the path. But that's really a side thing. It's really about inspiration and motivation, as with the recitation of the Adi Granth in the Sikh world. It's not really an intellectual endeavor, but it's part of inspiration. It's the path of bhakti, of love and devotion, remembrance, encouragement, motivation. So it's vital that there's always new material being translated into the English language, and never a situation where someone gets initiated into the path of Saint-Mont, and then everything dries up. They have no one to talk to, they've read the one book in English that is by their spiritual master, or the master before that, and nothing else, and there's some website, and that website was last updated October 2009, when MySpace was still a site. Well, I guess it's still a site, but haven't been there lately. Most people haven't. Uh, you get what I mean. You know, things can't just dry up on people. Satsang is an ongoing thing. Motivation, inspiration, community, connecting with others on the path in whatever way that is available. And the perfect should never be the enemy of the good. Attending a spiritual retreat in Nepal is great, but if you can't do that, that should not mean that there is nothing going on. No options, nothing at all, other than drying up and forgetting about the path. We never want that to be anyone's experience. And that is one of the reasons I do this program, to provide a level of satsang, a degree of inspiration, motivation, poetry, teachings, uh, from pretty rare books, usually. 
very rare books in some cases. And just let that information flow out there. And if it helps people, if it motivates people, if it provides a sot song to someone who does not have a sot song in their area, it's a level of sot song. It's a situation of not letting the perfect or the ideal being the enemy of the good. Something that does exist, that is a service that's reaching people here and there in the rural regions of the planet. I should probably do a program sometime on how to start a satsang, a satsang meetup in your area. It may not be so hard. So if you find yourself living in Grand Forks, North Dakota, and you don't know of a local satsang in your area, you live in flyover country, so-called, which is actually a fairly demeaning term, but we use it sometimes in the media to refer to that uh, middle part of the country that's not on the East Coast or the West Coast. If you find yourself living in Outer Mongolia or Nigeria or at the tip of Argentina in South America, there's still plenty of options for you and... I very much admire that egalitarian spirit of the Sant tradition, all about not leaving anyone behind. My name is James Bean. To say hello, to receive a link to the book Spiritual Gems, send me an email at this address, james at spiritualawakeningradio.com or text message to this number, 508-603-9381 Tune in again next week at the same time for another edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio.